Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. Introducing Mortgage Matters. This is a great time to go buy a house. This is when the real estate fortunes are made. A show dedicated to helping you navigate the challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were put into conservatorship in 2008 and continued to dominate the mortgage market. Now your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. That's because the election has changed mortgage rates dramatically. Broadcasting from the KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 Studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? It's time for Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. It's a beautiful, sunny day on the Central Coast. Hope you've got some plans to get outside and enjoy it. But uh, for the next two hours, might as well saddle up to a delicious breakfast and a hot cup of coffee, and we can talk a little real estate and mortgage with you. Um, it is nearing the end of august it is it's, yeah we're there we're the last week of august so that this, means this it's be a, it. it's we're getting into football season and more importantly mike fantasy football season <laughs> <laughs> that's right and no better co-host than you mr points the loan officer on the central coast with the best arm who also does radio that i know that's right that's right it's a very specific stat, but, <laughs> but you're the best one with that criteria. A fact. <laughs> a fact. Yeah, that's right. We kicked off our fantasy football draft last night, right, Dan? That's right. We were the responsible ones that had to leave. We had shortly after the draft, so yeah. we could come here and talk to you, listeners, about all the things real estate on the Central Coast. It was fun. I had a good time. I'm glad that I'm part of your guys's league. I I had a great league in Sacramento before I migrated down here mm-hmm. to paradise. And, you know, when we were moving back, that was like one of the things you're like, oh, I'm going to miss this restaurant, you know, that I used <laughs> to love. And, Dang, I'm losing my fantasy football team. It's like it can become a brotherhood if you're in the right league. Yeah. You know, because you got the camaraderie, you got the backstabbing smack talk, if you will. You've got, you know, just... It's just a it's a group of guys that have one thing in mind, which is to make the other person's life completely terrible, <laughs> feel completely terrible around football on Sunday. Because most of our games are matchup. If you're in fantasy, you know exactly what I'm saying. You're laughing. You're shaking your head up and down. <laughs> but um, now that last year I got back into it, but I was in this digital league, which is like basically me against a robot. Yeah. You know, like some little emoji face. I'm like, oh, that person looks like someone that could be nice to hang out with and drink a beer, but... So I feel it's like nice I'm to know who you're crushing a, on a Sunday. Yeah, I just want to do that. Yeah, but it really, it's the draft for me. It's all about the draft. And the draft night's very fun. That there is always that one guy at the draft who thinks he knows football like ten times better than anyone else in the room. And this year, <laughs> no that different. Guy, no, that guy was there, <laughs> right. but he wasn't He's even. usually wrong with all of his predictions. Exactly my experience, Jim. I'm glad that you said that because, yes, that guy <laughs> usually is wrong. Is, it finishes in yeah. the bottom half of the league yeah. or, you know, just. Yeah, captain irrelevant. Uh-huh. And he wasn't even in the league. Yeah. <laughs> he, he was, was like somebody's a friend. spectator. Like a spectator. Someone put a muzzle on this guy. <laughs> he thinks I'm, Joe Namath is still playing. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. 
And right. such a homer for the Bears, too. Yeah, he's a Chicago guy. <laughs> I mean, I, I respect that. The Midwestern, you know, the North, the NFC North fans, they'll, they get buried in coffins with their team's logo on them. <laughs> they really do. I mean, it's not a joke. When I was in college, you know this, Dan, I, I went, I worked for the Southwestern Company. It was a door to door, um, encyclopedias and textbooks for kids mm-hmm. so that when you come home, you could look at the, the textbook, you could help your kid with long division because you had a full work day and you're like, ah, I kind of remember how to do long division. But we, one of my summers was in Wisconsin and oh my God, when you walk in, it's like the Brett Favre. So this was 2000, 2001, Brett Favre shrines, <laughs> you know, this is little junior. He's getting our tickets when we pass away to Lambo. It's, it's a different world over there, man. I still don't see how world. you get Favre out of the spelling of his last name. I still haven't figured that one out. Favre. 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 The V should be after the R. Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes, yeah. uh, you know, language anyway. is a funny thing. So it's okay that he was tooting, you know, the bears because that's just what they do over there. Yeah. I get it. They I got bears it. toothpaste. They got it all. They do everything bears. That's yeah. all they do. Yeah. So anyways, that guy existed. We had a great fantasy draft. <laughs> we'll see. All, good luck to all of you that are probably prepping for your draft right now. Um, by the way, Melvin Gordon is maybe not playing, and I didn't know that. Mike found out the hard way in round three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, this is not a fantasy football show. Thanks for having me. Um, Jason has a day off. His lovely wife's birthday is today, yeah. and so we want to give him time to do that. We think that's important. I mean, we could switch gears. We could talk about the A's and Giants who are going to play today. We could. I mean, we we could do whatever we want, right, Jim? We've got, <laughs> We've two, got hours. two hours. This is our show. Hey, I'll come up with our, whatever bumper music you need, <laughs> and then we're, we're good. Put me that. in, coach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's I I am I love this time of year. I'm a big sports fan. My wife's accepted it. It's part of me. It's who I am. Um, baseball's coming to a really exciting turn. I mean, the A's. Good A's job, are, A's. They're right there in yeah. the thick of it. Yeah. What's your prediction here for this Giants A's? I don't know. Up? They split the last two gamer. Um, we got Bumgarner on the bump tonight against who do we have? Ugh. I don't even know. It's who okay we have. if you don't know, Dan. I think that we might have. Nah, I don't know who we have. Oh, we have a young guy, Chris Bassett. And it's going to be in Oakland? It's in Oakland. These two games are in Oakland. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. They're coming off the high of beating the uh, Yankees in three straight, taking three out of four from the Astros. So I don't know. The Giants aren't really the same type of opponent. Yeah, I don't year. know. It's a Giants are a scrappy team, and there's a that's a good rivalry. It'll be fun to watch. The fans love it. Yeah, yeah. It's a, that's like a Yankees, um, Red Sox type of deal up in the Bay. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> the. Uh, on with mortgages. Yeah. The, <laughs> well, you know, we worked about 60 hours this week. Oh, good. Maybe more. So weeks. it feels good to think about, about something, something that's not work right now. Oh, man. <laughs> just, yeah. just for a moment. I worked yesterday up until I was like, okay, I got about 45 minutes to go home, get changed, and get to that's about fantasy draft room here. So, yeah, I've just it, it's been so crazy at work. Yeah. Which That's you know, good. in our business, it's great. Good. You have to, you have to make hay while the the sun's shining. I think is yeah. the saying. And uh, I think you messed that up, but that's okay. Well, whatever. 
<laughs> we don't we're, have Jason for the Jason. This yeah, today, you gotta so. sweep some neighbors' porches, and you know, you gotta when when the business is there, you gotta you gotta take it, and because right. it's not always um, this way in this type of business. So everybody's working hard, working long hours, and keeping up, which is great. Um, got through summer vacations. <laughs> yeah, that's always tough to navigate at the company. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, we just find ourselves um, volumes continuing to pick up. Um, I actually have seen a, just an ever so slight trend upward in applications at our company. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, refinancing is huge mm-hmm. right now with rates being so low. Um, I'm sure we're going to get into it a little later in the show. The you know the turbulence in the market caused by the trade rhetoric and mm-hmm. and threats and and you know new tariffs being imposed um lots of things i mean it's a crazy week this week culminating in a an order by president trump for us companies to consider alternatives to operating and or sourcing from china mm-hmm. um which is just you know obviously something that he uh, doesn't have control over but that's just an escalation of trade war a pretty crazy uh, directive to put out there in yep. in the world um and then of course you know i think this weekend is the g7 so they're all getting together and mm-hmm. i mean it's just it's some wild times right now and the markets are showing it mm-hmm. um equally wild yeah and and you know it's funny too as you go i i'm going to london and i'm going to france next year uh eric and i have decided to take these trips and so you know you just it's it just comes up in conversation and people that have been going over there are saying it i've never seen the dollar go so far like mm. in western europe yeah and all the it's like it's not like there's a bunch of vacancies and they can see like oh my gosh it's a depression over here it's just that they it's noticeable that they are on a downtick over there and um it's not just like forecasting of of the bond market or something. It's really, it really is tough for some of these countries over there. And what I think we have to do is we have to realize that, you know, we may be in this potential recession phase for the next 18 months to two years. We may just be duking it out. And why I think that's important for our listeners to understand is that we can be in a position where rates can be between where they are now. I, again, I think they're going to get lower this year, Dan. And, and less than 5% for the next three, four years. And that's going to be, that's going to change the game for many generations, the young millennials that are really for the first time getting that job that says, Hey, I'm saving money. I need to buy a house. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's doing great things for the retirees, the baby boomers that are hitting retirement age. Um, the reverse mortgage rates are changing. They're dropping. Um, so what the, what the FHA, um, you know, adjustable rate ties to is dropping. So it's really an interesting time to own real estate for the from the financing side because you really can restructure your portfolio at this time and not feel bad about it. It doesn't have to be, you know, one point drop like they used to say that in the old days, if you're not saving a point on interest rate, it's not worth it. No, there's lots of ways to look at it right now. And it's exciting for me being in the industry because it makes so much of our other products make sense, like the fifteen year loan or um, some of these other loan products we have with regards to renovation. Hey, if you want to, if you want to fix your house up and you're going to live in it for the next five years, it's a really good time to think about a renovation loan because we can give you the cash to do that and stay in your house. So I just think, um, you know, 
as we formally switch gears and get into this discussion today, I just think it's really a it's a it's a scary time for consumer confidence, but we're in a great great bracket right now for interest rates to do anything you want to do on your real estate. Yeah, it, I, I agree with what you're saying. I think you know, as far as being, you know, having debt, whether it's mortgage debt or auto debt or whatever, it's you know, it's obviously lower rates are are better for those who have debt. It's not as great for savers. You know, obviously there's not return um, on your investments as mm-hmm. as much. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the negative to it all. I, I saw some interesting comments this week from the Dallas Fed. Um, Fed president or Fred Fed chair, um, who's one of the voting members. I did see that. And he was one of the dissenting voters actually for the rate cut for this last one. It sounds like he will be going forward as well. And so we can share his comments, um, about, you know, why he's dissenting. But like you said, I, I do agree that I, I see rate cuts on the horizon, um, forecasts right now are for a quarter point rate cut at their next meeting in September, um, possibly as much as a half point rate cut. But um, the forecasts I've seen are for a quarter point in September, quarter point in October, quarter point in January. So that's and we've had this event that we brought up on the last couple of shows about this inverted yield curve. And if you mm-hmm. watch the news at all, you've probably picked up um this story there as well. It's made national news. Um, it's this economic phenomenon where the 10-year note yield falls below the two-year note yield. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a, it's a fairly rare event. It has occurred um, preceding the last five recessions. It occurred for the first time since 2007, a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And now um, it, it occurred again like a week or two later. And now I think this week it occurred like four times, five times, um, where that 10-year note yield uh, fell below the two-year. Um, so those, it, and, and the reason that the markets are paying attention to that is that it has been a predictable indicator of recession. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just something to pay attention to, something we're watching, something that's affecting markets, more importantly, because the markets ultimately are what dictate you know, stock prices and interest rates and those things. So we have to pay attention to that too. That's right. Um, all right. Well, I think that's a great intro to the show. Mm-hmm. Touched on a lot of topics here. Football, baseball. Mortgage. Mortgage, real estate. We're doing good. Doing yeah. good so far. Um, all right. We're going to get deeper into the news and events of the week uh, when we get back from this quick commercial break to thank our sponsors. Stick around for more Mortgage Matters. Lending in just seconds. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Central Coast Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328358. 
through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change. Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Everybody, everybody, let's get into it. Get started. Get it started. Get it started. Get it started. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Let's get it started in here. Lose control of body and soul. Don't move too fast. People just take it. All right, welcome back. Kind of become a football anthem, yeah. Oh yeah. Let's get it started. It's a great pregame get fired up song. Mm-hmm. There it is. Oh yeah. Start talking um, about some inverted yield curve. That's right. Let's get it started, Mike. Let's get it started. <laughs> yeah. So that is that has been kind of the uh, the big story. I guess it's a it's a unique event, something that doesn't happen very often. This inversion of yield curve. Um, we've talked about it. Maybe the last week or two, as it's as it's happened, become a story. Um, but we're watching it. It seems to be, you know, they're, they're neck and neck. And what it means is, um, you know, the the two year note yield is paying more than ten years. Um, that's telling you that the the longer term forecasts for the health of the economy aren't good. Um, not as good as the short term. The short term's looking better than the long term. That's you know kind of 
what you're looking for when you're trying to predict a recession. Um, so that's what the, the yields are telling us right now. Mm. Um, but inadvertently, I mean, you look at the way bonds or treasuries work is it, as more dollars flood towards that market, the rate drops down too. So, you know, other individuals, international investors have finally said, um, I'm going to buy treasury notes because this is my inference of it all. Um, that the United States is is one of the strongest players and will continue to be a strong player through this global, what I'm calling a global recession threat with the trade war. I mean, if you draw a line in the sand and say you got to do business with us, United States or China, that's going to rock a lot of people's cages. They're going to have to make a decision of who they do business with. And quite frankly, I mean, China is China because the, their labor market and all of the widgets that they produce you know, we're, we're a buying country. We're not a making country, you know, and Singapore and all those export countries, they're going to have to pick, they're going to have to stand on one side of the line, you know? Yeah. And, and, um, my point is this, people are flooding our treasury note market because the securities market looks scary. I mean, earnings are at risk. And as that dollar comes in and buys more treasury notes, that treasury note yield drops down. And so I think the reason we're seeing a 10-year, I think it's a simple correction in a, in a long bear run. So we're in the 10th year of a bear run. Bull run. Excuse me. Bull run. Thank you, Dan. I messed that up because I wanted to say this. I'm not worried about a bear market. I'm not worried about this turning into recession. I just think it's a real good correction as to what we've seen run up over the last 24 months. And people are getting out of that securities more a high risk, high return, looking for safe money in the 10-year. Um, and it's showing that you know at one point what are we at 1.65 percent we're not yeah, below 1.6 again are we uh i it think it did quite a bit on yesterday. friday i think yeah yesterday we saw it drop down closer to the one five range again just kind of been the low watermark it's it's dropped below one five a little bit recently but mm. that's kind of been the where there's some resistance there for right now yeah um but you know, there's there's some indicators that we might see this thing get down close to one percent, the ten year mm-hmm. note yield. Um, and in, and are you going to talk about how that's affecting our industry, or you want to stay on the ten year, the ten year, or the excuse me, the inverted yield curve discussion? I mean, the inverted yield discur- curve discussion is uh, we've seen this happen five times before, and it leads to a recession. And so, when exactly is that recession going to hit? Now you get the people that are trying to, you know. Maybe a recession's coming. Let's restructure our accounts. You know, let's mm-hmm. move into cash or let's move into safe money. And so the market, the Dow, is up one day, down the next, up huge one day, down the next. And I think that, um, which the markets to me seem to be rea- reacting mostly to the the China U.S. trade standoff because that's been the last week and a half, two weeks of the big economic news. And that's where we've seen all the volatility as a result of that. Mm -hmm. As the tariff threats fly, the stock market goes down as it seems like maybe things are calming down. And, you know, maybe there's some, some thought towards working out a deal. The markets go up and that's kind of the pattern I've seen. And, you know, Friday was a bad day because there was a lot of, a lot of threats being thrown out there. Um, And so we saw the stock market go down 600 points as far as you know a a bigger picture you know you're talking about this bull run 
um, that's gone on for over 10 years now and a correction. I, I can see that, you know, part of, I, there's been obviously a big jump in stock prices as a result of the Trump election, um, believing that Republican economic policies were going to be good for, for businesses. And so we saw an immediate bump there. We saw the tax cuts um, create an, uh, you know, a noticeable bump in stock markets. And all along the while, we've seen um, stock buybacks become a big thing in corporate America, which has helped strengthen stock prices. But there's only so much that I think those, you know, you can't buy back stock forever. At some point, you run out of money to do so. You run out of stock to buy. Right. You know, at some point, the tax cuts, you know, their effects, you know, they just yeah. don't last forever. So at some point, you're like, okay, but what's really underlying these stock prices? Where are these companies really growing? Is there innovation? Is there something to get excited about? And, you know, I think that's where maybe reality sets in that, you know, these, I mean, everyone's kind of cruising along and, but there's nothing really exciting. Yeah, our phones are getting faster and smaller or better screens. You know, my screen's a, you know, I went from a 1080p screen to a 4K and, you know, when's the 8K coming out? I mean, how good of clarity can you have on a screen? Right. There's no real great innovation. Um, so I think well, at some the point energy like, market, well, I mean, electrical cars, you know, that's a big deal. Sure. That's, that's something. That's something. I yeah. The energy is going to continue to be a big factor as we go forward the next 10 years. But maybe some of the traditional investments, um, you know, people are pulling back on and moving that money into more of a safe safer mm -hmm. type asset, just not knowing what is going, you know, where the real growth is going to be. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I'm just trying to think of, because when you look at some of the other economic indicators that would suggest we're heading into a recession, you just, it's hard to see them, right? You've, you see strong jobs, you see wage growth, um, mm -hmm. at or above 3%, which is, you know, it, it's stronger than it's been in quite a while. Um, we see strong consumer spending. Retail sales have surprised the last few readings. Um, you know, housing numbers are down, but part, I don't think that that's due to lack of demand or lack of confidence in real estate. I mm -hmm. think it's due to high prices and tough affordability, which rates are obviously helping with affordability a little bit. And also maybe just housing fatigue. We've had 10 years of people buying and refinancing and, you know, I mean the people stay in their homes for a period of time. You're not going to see the same people continue to recycle and, and move up and change and do all those things all the time. So, at, you know, maybe it's good to have housing numbers kind of slack off and let the builders catch up and give us some more inventory to ease this demand and ease the, the price increases. Right. Um, so anyway, I, you know, there's a lot of things that are good about this economy and you hear that even from, um, the Trump himself and the administration and others that, you know, there's a lot of positive things in this economy. You know, there's a lot of emphasis on, on saying, you know, we're not heading into a recession. The American economy is great. In fact, it's the best economy in the world right now. Um, but it's the, the rest of the world that's kind of holding us back a little bit. Um, so it's just, it's an interesting times. Um, it's interesting to also see that, you know, there's this idea of floating another tax cut out there um, this week to stimulate 
the economy, yet in one conversation we're saying that the American economy is great, and in another we need to stimulate it with tax cuts, and just kind of some contradictory things going on. It's a little confusing, and I think markets are showing that confusion. The personal f- side of things for like the household debt is really a concern to me. We've Household debts, both in seniors and I should say retirees and non-retirees, are higher than they were in 2008. So the actual debt that an, a consumer carries is higher. Um, sure, some of that has to do with you know, inflation over the last 10 years and what things cost. Um, Lord knows there's been a car boom for like the last three years. Everyone I know has a new car, like, or a newer car, you know, I'm like, so um, <laughs> that I'm not, I'm not picking on you people. I'm just saying as an economy, a lot of people are carrying these, these minimum payments and um, other, other types of debt that are just getting in their way of having purchasing power. So the equity in their home continues to be that fallback you know like well at least our balance sheet doesn't look terrible because all the student loan debts and all the little credit card debts and that car payment are offset by the fact that we made 13 percent in the last two and a half years on our house so we're kind of flush we're a net worth is you know positive but that could change quickly right. and and what un- inevitably ends up happening is the bank starts saying hey we might have given you too much you know, you can't borrow anymore on this credit card. We, you can't use that home equity line anymore. And um, I'm concerned about that. I don't think we're there yet, Dan, because I think in what's happening with our all the things that are happening in the globe are helping our rates market stay very low. So people are just restructuring, restructuring Definitely. annually. I'm feeling more. I was a commercial insurance broker before I did this, and I met with my clients annually because they had to renew their workers' compensation, their general liability. I'm renewing. I have a loan officer assistant that's helping me meet with my clients annually. And you know what? About 30% of them are saying, you know what? Let's meet again. Let's switch this out if we can. doesn't hurt me. What are the costs? Okay, that can, that can pay off this. I can do this. I'm at a position where my high school kid is a sophomore now. I haven't saved enough for college. How much can I get out of this when she goes to school? I think on the one hand, the the growing consumer debt is a sign of consumer confidence. It's a sign of a consumer who feels like they can afford that new car or afford that, you know, purchase that they're going to put on the credit card, um, that there's, you know, there's confidence, confidence in their job, confidence in their earnings growing. Um, so I think that is a good sign. Um, but I think like you said, with this rate environment right now, it's also a good time to consider shuffling the deck a little bit and consolidating that debt. We've seen that a lot lately where people are taking, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand dollars of consumer debt and folding it into a new lower interest rate mortgage. So not only are they getting a lower rate on the mortgage debt they owe today, mm. but they're also rolling in the higher interest consumer debt into there and their cash flow improves substantially. Mm-hmm. And then you have this opportunity to um, take big chunks at principal. You know, you could take that thousand or $2,000 a month of improved cash flow and just hack down your principal on your mortgage mm-hmm. or just build up savings for, for a rainy day, just in case, just in case this recession proves to be, um, something that we have to deal with and endure for two years, three years, however long it could be, if, in fact, it does 
show up here. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I think it's definitely a, a prudent thing to evaluate in when you're at these near historic low interest rates again. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're seeing it a lot. Everyone, like you said, home equity has been building up. So the opportunity there to consolidate debt is, is definitely on the table. Um, yeah, I think too, the other thing that people need to really consider is if, if you're going in to look at refinancing your mortgage, consider the option of adding a home equity line of credit, not to take out more money, just to have a checkbook, some liquidity of your, cause that's where the liquidity is. So this is funny. I got a call from uh, one of our banks that we sell equity lines to, and it was a sales call and it was really interesting cause I don't talk to them a lot. We do a few equity lines and you know we go about our day and never hear from them they buy our loans it's great um this week i got a call hey do you know that we've made a couple tweaks to our program and you know just want to give you some ideas on how you can you know sell these sell more of these equity lines to your customers and you know you can you can restructure how much debt you're putting on a first lien to stay under a you know a certain Threshold. loan limit yeah. or you know, just, it was really interesting. And, and then she offered this reminder, the sales rep offered a reminder that, you know, you remember back when housing took a crash and those who had their equity lines, um, you know, they, they had liquidity. And I was like, well, you know, I remember it just a tiny bit differently. <laughs> back when everyone had lines of credit, whether it was consumer lines of credit or equity lines of credit, the banks came back and said, hey, we're going to be cutting your line of credit to the balance owed today. So no new purchases um, start paying down the debt. Right. <laughs> That's how I remember it happening. Um, so it's not like they don't have this ability or precedent to just all of a sudden reduce your line. Um, it's true. But I think that the that that is a dark period, true in the mortgage world. Um, is it going to happen every ten years? I don't know. I can tell you this: ninety eight percent of the people that have mortgages are making all of their payments on time, not late, and our verification process is not weakening. We're not sitting here. We talked about this when we talked about the patch and investment banking maybe mm-hmm. a month ago, Dan. We need to go to a break. So um, when we get back, I want to just touch on that a little bit more that, you know, and the way that the world is right now with the way we underwrite and offer loans to people that truly pay their bills, you know, save money and, and deserve a mortgage is, is going to stay. And I think the home equity line makes a lot of sense. So listeners, uh, refresh your cup of coffee. We'll be right back after this short break with more Mortgage Matters. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. The mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending will be back in just a few minutes. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, Built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. 
Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 358. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328-358. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Seize everything you ever wanted. One moment. Did you capture Yo, his palms are sweaty, knees weak, arms are heavy. There's vomit on his sweater already. Mom's spaghetti, he's nervous, but on the surface he looks calm and ready to drop bombs. But he keeps on forgetting what he wrote down. The whole crowd goes so loud, he opens his mouth, but the words won't come out. He's choking how? Everybody's choking now. The clocks run out. Time's up. Over. Blow. Snap back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Oh, there goes gravity. Choke. He's so mad, but he won't give up baddies. He know he won't have it. He knows his whole back to these ropes. It don't matter. He's dope. He knows that, but he's All right, broke. welcome he's back. So that he knows when he goes back to this mobile. Trying to keep the football team going here. I like it. I like it. I'm ready. <coughs> There's your foot right there. <laughs> All right, here we go. So we're just right in the discussion. It's continuing in the break. That's right. Pick it up. Yeah, so the equity in your home is so valuable to many people because, you know, those 401ks, those are down the road, right? You can lean against them, which in some cases makes good sense. You know, you take a borrow loan against yourself, but using the equity property properly in your home right now, especially if you're the average 35-year-old to 50-year-old, it's like, I want to do the move-up house, but this neighborhood's not that bad. We've got some equity in the house. Let's hunker down right now with this mortgage rate. Um, I want to say blessing. <laughs> I didn't think we were going to get back here at all in my career until another cycle hit. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we were saying before the break was, you know, do a refinance, do a rate and term refinance, lowest rate possible on the existing balance of your of your first mortgage. Take a look at we'll get an appraisal. Many times we're getting appraisal waivers, but in this scenario we would go get an appraisal for your house, you know. 
and we can now look at, okay, if I just switch out the paper on the balance for the current mortgage and then give me a home equity line second option, okay, so just open up an amount for me that I can have a checkbook for. So if, you know, if something happens we're not planning for, the car takes a, takes a, kicks a bucket and we've got to go buy a car. Um, maybe we want to restructure some of the debt that we have that's at way higher interest rates. Um, maybe we have medical bills because junior broke his arm and we're trying to pay those off and, you know, we don't, we don't want to deal with them anymore. But the point is this, the real part I love about it is cash is a form of insurance and it can help you in many scenarios. If you lose a job, if you, if your family planning and mom needs to start staying home or working part time, how are we going to offset the fact that we're losing some income? I'm not saying write yourself a check every month, but help use that home equity line as a, uh, a tool because that's what it is. I mean, the equity in your house is easily attainable. Right now, I'm seeing home equity lines somewhere between 5.75% and six and a quarter interest only payments. Every t- most of those are tied to the prime rate, Dan. Mm-hmm. So every time the Federal Reserve gets on the telev- television and drops rates a quarter point, your home equity line most likely, highly likely, will drop a quarter point in fee too. So you don't want to get stuck just making the minimum payments, but you want to use that as a tool when you need it. And I'm, I really am an advocate of that because it, it's not something that um, many people think of, you know, and you can close a transaction where you just have access to the line. You don't have to really draw against the account and you can just keep it there. And um, what I've seen people do in many other countries is they'll just, they'll, they'll use that home equity line like their checking account and apply all the money that they earn from their paychecks or interest or things of that nature and put it back in that account. So you're only paying daily interest on money that you're borrowing. And every two weeks you're getting a deposit back into that account to keep that interest lower. Yeah. The, the prime rate today, which like you said, most equity lines are tied to is five and a quarter percent. Right. Drop Um, at the first of August, right? Yeah. With the, with the last rate cut, the prime rate is, Highly dependent on the Fed. It's not always correlating, but it usually um, will move in stride with the Fed funds rate. Um, the so the prime rate's five and a quarter. The you know we that was another thing. This call sales call I got was to inform me that for certain borrowers with high credit and um, lower loan to values, the you know we can offer equity lines as low as prime minus a half mm-hmm. um, for, you know, the right situation. It looks like you have to have excellent credit, 740 plus and a, you know, still have to have at least 20% equity in your home. Um, but right. I mean, so now you're talking something in the four, you know, mid to high 4% range. They're four and three quarters on an equity line. Mm-hmm. What we see a lot of people doing using equity lines for is, you know, they, they're buying a, in a purchase transaction. We'll see them use it because they're buying a, a home and they're able to qualify while they're still attempting to sell another property. So they buy this home and they know they're going to get a chunk of cash from that. And they don't want to just put it in a bank when interest rates are earning not a lot on your investment. Like we were talking earlier, not, not right. great. This environment's not great for savers. So what it is great is for eliminating debt. You know, if you're going to have right. a mortgage, even if, as low as three and a half percent, if you can avoid paying three and a half percent interest on a good sized chunk of money, that's a nice savings. So people will put the balance on the equity line 
that they know they're going to get from the sale of another property so that they can just pay that off upon sale of that property mm-hmm. and wipe that out and not have to touch their nice low interest rate first mortgage. That's right. So that's a, that's something we're seeing very commonly with uh, purchase transactions. And then in refinance transactions, you know, we see it for different reasons, sometimes just to have it available for the, you know, just in case type of scenario. Other times, um, you know, they just, some people want to keep their mortgage debt separate from other debts and and then they don't want to do the high interest rate credit card debt if they know they're going to carry a balance for a little while um, because that rate is out of control Mm -hmm. Um, but if they can do it on an equity line something but they they have a plan where they know they're going to pay it off you know they're not going to just make minimum payments they're going to pay it off um, and be able to finance it at you know somewhere near five percent it's so much better than you know whether it's an auto loan you know or credit card type financing it's just such a better deal to do it that way so we see equity lines becoming very popular and we definitely offer them to our consumers as well yeah we've made it i mean we're we're an evolving firm every every year i feel like dan you set us up with another product that is being demanded by the marketplace um i love that about our firm but i think what the consumers get when they come to sit down with us is this very discussion like hey don't you know you don't have to take cash out on your mortgage. If you take cash out on your mortgage, you're going to pay on that 30-year mortgage that you're probably going to keep for a long time mm-hmm. three-eighths higher in rate over the life of the loan, okay? So let's get a rate in turn. So what that could be is, I mean, over the next 10 years, that could be that could be $1,500 more a year that you're just paying because you thought you needed to take cash out. We can keep your your first mortgage at a lower rate and then add in the home equity line, which is a set of lungs. I mean, you can run that thing up, pay it off, run it up again, pay it off. You get a 10-year period, and I want this is where I'm getting at. You get a 10-year period to use the money and pay it off as you will. Mm-hmm. Okay, During that time period, the, the balance is tied to a variable interest rate index, like the prime. So, And then the other thing that they don't do anymore, at least the banks we work with, Dan, they are not going to ask for a balloon payment on month 120. Right. At, at month these are 360 year home equity lines the first 10 years interest only payments when your balance is reached so about 60 days before you hit that 10 year mark you know month 118 they're going to send you a letter that says hey you've got 60 days to pay off this balance otherwise it's going to amortize over 20 years and here's what your payment's going to be or you've got also got 60 days to use the rest of your balance right yeah so you can cash out now and take that equity and restructure it maybe you just want to hold it in cash because you're not sure what the market's going to do but they give you a defined payment that will be a 20-year payoff so if you don't pay the thing off which is a great way to be thinking if you're thinking of risk well that's great mike you know you gave us something to restructure our debt but now we can't pay off this loan what happens you pay it off over the next 20 years just like you'd be paying off your other mortgage. It's still a variable rate loan, so it'll still the rate will still fluctuate over the the full 30-year period, but you do have that 20-year repayment period. You have the 10-year draw period where it's a revolving line mm-hmm. and then a 20-year period where it essentially becomes an installment loan. Mm-hmm. You know, no longer can you draw, you just pay it down and you have 20 years to do so. Um, so there's a lot you know, you're you're not forced into that balloon payment scenario. Um, that was a big 
popular product back in the early 2000s was the balloon second mortgage, which caused a lot of problems. And it goes back to a point you made before the break where, um, you know, I, I described a, a doom and gloom scenario pre-2008 where, or post-2008, I should say, where, you know, banks came through, they saw home values crashing, and they cut, whether it was consumer lines or equity lines, they cut those lines um, immediately to balance it owed so that no one could, you know, um, add on to the their debt, their right. existing debt. Um, that was solely because of the home, you know, those things were collateralized by the, the home and the, the home values risk for the bank. were crashing. And the yeah. second position lien was almost never getting anything out of it. They were just taking a full loss on yeah. those. So they were just trying to protect themselves. And um, I, like you said, the mortgage market is completely different today. Um, you know, we've, we've talked about this time and time again on this show. It's the standards for mortgages are so much higher today. Um, ability to repay is a fundamental um, part of the mortgage underwriting process today. We have to document that. Even on some of the alternative product loans that you hear about today, we're st- it's not a, you know, a stated income or a no-doc type loan. That's just not a a relevant thing in our market today. Right. Everything involves some kind of income calculation and um, proof. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's a proof of income burden in in all lending today. Um, yeah, you can get into some private mortgages, but that's such a small segment of the market. It has no chance to have this greater impact like when in in pre-2008 when 40% of the mortgage market was built up of adjustable rate stated income or no-doc loans that were just super risky. Mm-hmm. It's such a small percentage of today's market. The 95-plus percent of today's market is full-doc. I've seen two years tax returns, mm-hmm. bank statements. You know, We know what you're about. And and I the rates it. are fixed. Yeah, I get it. I get. I understand why fear is a demotivator. You know, you have to be careful. Um, many people are at that phase in their life where, like, I can't mess up again. You know, but I, if the environment is completely different, and when you come sit down with a loan officer at Central Coast Lending, it's going to be mainly because we want to have this type of conversation with you. We're not going to pigeonhole you into one product. We're going to show you our accordion of loan program options. We're going to open it all up. But I do think right now, um, one of the things I'm seeing people do is is utilize this type of strategy with debts that are they just can't manage. We mm-hmm. talked about personal debts at the middle of the hour. Mike, show me a way. Get, let's get some wind in our sails. Show me a way to save $500 a month. Four hundred. I'm talking, this is real money. These are real conversations I'm having. I'm saving four or $500 a month on payments. And then I'm saying, don't put that money into going out to dinner, a new car. Let's throw that back at the mortgage and let me show you with technology how fast this thing's going to pay off. Yeah, We're not going to live in the house for 10 more years. That's fine. How many more years? Let's look at the mortgage after that five-year period. Look at you. You paid off $70,000 by just paying $500 a month. You know, Is that going to help you? No one's going to say, no, $70,000 wouldn't help me. And here's what I love about it. If the economy goes down and values go down, you're beating the devaluation in your house by paying off your principal faster. I I love this idea of the you call it the snowball the snowball effect. Um, yeah. Snowball payment of debt. It's 
I've, I had a few years ago a very close friend who was in that exact, you know, predicament where he had a mortgage, he had a couple auto loans, had, you know, credit card debts, student loans, and just was kind of cash poor, made good money, made, made really good money, good income, but just all these different payments were making him cash poor. And so I helped him structure this snowball payment strategy where, you know, let's, you got to tighten the belt a little bit and you just, yeah, what's the highest debt that you have, the highest interest debt, just make minimum payments on everything else and take all your discretionary income and pay that debt down. Mm -hmm. And once you pay that debt down, take, don't change your cash flow. continue to take all your, all your, whatever you can afford your, your discretionary income and pay down debt and then take, you know, the next highest debt and start paying that one down. And you know, at first it took a while to get that first one down, but then the second one started to go down a lot faster because there was more money to throw at that one. And then the third one, oh my gosh, that thing, it took like a few months to get that one paid down. And now let's start hacking away at one of these bigger auto loans and boom, that thing's gone in 12 months. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we go to the next one and it, you know, it takes a little bit of time. It takes a plan. Mm-hmm. It takes, um, you know, a little bit of self-control, mm-hmm. but discipline for sure. And after a couple of years, it's life-changing and you have that weight lifted from your shoulders um, where now you, you know, you're, you're debt free. Yeah. I mean, having a mortgage, I consider it only having a mortgage being debt free. Um, you know, that's manageable, right? Cause you're always going to have a housing payment until you one day can pay it all off. Mm-hmm. Um, but to not have that consumer debt, that's such a weight lifted off your shoulders. And mm-hmm. then you can live and, you know, you have all that money to enjoy life, that cash flow. Dave Ramsey's made a whole career off of talking totally. about this stuff. It's not a joke. And um, I think that it's just, it's a prudent time to think about this because the market's allowing you to restructure at a very, very, very low cost. Yeah. And with kind of an uncertain uh, future ahead here, you know, with these indicators of possible recession and, Mm -hmm. you know, we can't really control what's going around all around the globe. Um, And if, if those other countries start to drag us down in spite of, you know, what strength we do see here um, in the U.S. economy, it's a great time to just think about it and be prepared and figure out how to put yourself in a good financial position mm-hmm. all right top of the hour we're getting forced out here we're going to take a quick break and uh we invite you back to the the second hour of mortgage matters we'll be back with more please join us Talk 920 and FM 96.5 KVEC San Luis Obispo. It's 10 o'clock. From ABC News, I'm Chuck Sievertson. President Trump is in France for the G7 summit where a lot of one-to-one meetings with aides are scheduled with leaders of the world's largest economies. ABC's Tom Rivers in Byritz. Many of the summit proceedings take place behind closed doors in intimate settings designed for the leaders to develop personal relationships with one another. The president is especially looking forward to his sit-down with new British Prime Minister Boris Johnson, the similarly brash pro-Brexit leader whose election he backed. On the margins of the annual gathering, Trump has scheduled individual meetings with several of his counterparts, including Macron and Merkel. President Trump had lunch with French President uh, Macron. And meanwhile, Democratic presidential frontrunner Joe Biden in Keene, New Hampshire, with restraint. There's a lot of things that, uh, that I want to talk about today, but 
I have a tradition that I've honored since, and most people do, since uh, I've been involved in national politics. I never criticize the president's foreign policy when he is abroad, and I mean that sincerely. President Trump sent his best wishes before leaving for France to Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, ABC's Tara Palmieri. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is recovering at home after revealing she completed a three-week outpatient radiation treatment for pancreatic cancer. According to a statement issued by the court, Justice Ginsburg was diagnosed late last month, and as part of her treatment, doctors inserted a stent in Ginsburg's bile duct. The statement later describing the tumor as localized, saying that it was treated definitely and there is no evidence of disease elsewhere in the body. Eddie Money says he has stage four esophageal cancer. The singer, known for such hits as Two Tickets to Paradise and Take Me Home Tonight, says his fate is in God's hands. Money's comments appear in a video released from his reality TV series. He says he discovered he had cancer after what he thought was a routine checkup. You're listening to ABC News. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. 19. As world leaders meet in France for the G7 summit, more than 100 kids and others rescued after being stuck at sea for more than two weeks after Italy refused to allow them in are finding relief. The 356 migrants, a third of them children, rescued in early August by a Doctors Without Borders ship will be now shared among six European countries. France, Ireland, Luxembourg, Portugal and Romania will take in the asylum seekers. Italy's outgoing far-right interior minister, Matteo Salvini, has refused to let migrant ships dock at Italian ports, saying other countries should take the people. Malta has allowed the ship to dock there, but says none of the people on board will remain on the small island country. Megan Williams, ABC News, Rome. This group was overwhelmed by extreme temperatures while climbing a mountain trail in Arizona. Rangers at Lost Dutchman State Park, 40 miles east of Phoenix, twice warned the group of 44 fitness coordinators from Kansas intending to hike the Siphon Draw Trail in temperatures exceeding 106 degrees. State Park spokeswoman Michelle Thompson. They didn't have enough water. They didn't have supplies. Most of them only had their cell phones for flashlights. Several hours later, the first calls for help came in. Thompson wished they would have listened. We gave them extra warnings and conditions, um, and I honestly told them not to hike the trail. Two hikers had to be airlifted out of the rugged terrain. One of them admitted to the hospital with heat-related injuries. Todd Ant, ABC News. This is ABC News. Today, business happens here, here, and virtually anywhere. Because today, innovative companies are reinventing the way business happens, and they need people who can keep up. With the expertise and technology to get packages to over 150 million delivery points. So, who can help you deliver the future of commerce? The United States Postal Service. See why we deliver more e-commerce packages to homes than anyone. 
at usps.com slash future. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Hi, Dave Congleton with KVEC. I started my radio show in 1992, the same year that Christian's Mattress Express opened for business. Here we are now, 27 years later, both still going strong on the Central Coast. Having been a customer of Christian's for many years, I'm not surprised by their success. I've bought two mattresses from them and been more than satisfied each time. I sleep just fine. Christian's offers all the top-name mattresses at a price you can afford. The staff are experts, and they'll help you find the perfect night's sleep. A comfortable mattress at a fair price, delivered when you want it by friendly people. What else do you need? See for yourself. Check out Christian's Mattress Express. They make it easy with six convenient locations. In Arroyo Grande, Atascadero, San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles across from Lowe's, and now with two locations in Santa Maria. Log on to christiansmattress.com to find the location nearest you. Christian's Mattress Express, family owned and operated since 1992. Christian's Mattress Express. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 with your host, the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Forces are in full flight. We're coming by air and on the ground. Monday night football's taking over the town. <laughs> we gotta get ready. We gotta get right. It's gonna be a battle in the NFL tonight. There we go. <laughs> Is this still the Monday night football song? I sure hope so. And the Sunday night one's Carrie Underwood now. Yeah. It could be. I don't know. Where's Faith Hill? But yeah, right. it's Carrie Underwood. Yeah. But somehow it just works, man. It does. It, it does. just works, man. Yeah. Good old Hank. Uh, Hank Williams Jr., man. Yeah. Ah, can't wait. Can't wait. Give me goosebumps, Jim. Just got to hope my players make it through this this last, you know, real preseason game here before all the scrubs go in the, the fourth preseason. I'm just getting ready to write an email to the San Diego, or should I say Los Angeles Chargers general yeah. management staff yeah. and say, you guys, let's just get this Melvin Gordon thing done. <laughs> uh, I got a fantasy league to win. Yeah. <laughs> Me a little help. You know, the Los Angeles. <laughs> He's terrific. I'm sorry, but the Los Angeles Chargers just doesn't roll off the tongue. No. Doesn't. Yeah. We don't need two teams there. I don't think so. Yeah. And then also. They're building so, that stadium for the Rams. It's going to look the, great. On the other hand, the Las Vegas Raiders either. Mm-hmm. Oh, that stadium's looking real yeah. sweet. Though, I'm all yeah. for the Vegas Raiders. It's, yeah, that's I'm all so for really, the Vegas Raiders. Uh, oh, yeah. Vegas without a football town is like, yeah. I don't know. I'm going to say something that probably won't make a lot of sense, but it's not. Mm-hmm. You got to have a football, t- a football team in Vegas. Yeah. And it's perfectly located. There's like a skywalk to it from the casino. Yeah, that's awesome. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. I'll yeah. be real happy to get those. Uh, Yard stripes off my uh, Oakland A's baseball diamond, too. Mm. I don't like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's yeah, part it of the problem. We're the last last uh, stadium where it's shared, shared. between the, the two different sports. Right. Yeah. It's ugly. 
It's not great. And I, I mean, we're heading into playoff times. Hopefully the A's are in there. And then to have some stripes on the field at a playoff baseball game, that's just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. yeah. They're working it out. Yeah. But this is the last yeah. season. Well, yeah. maybe. There might be one more if that stadium's not done in time. What state? What, what casino is it coming off of? MGM, I think. Yeah. I think it's Skywalks off of MGM. Oh, uh, it might be New York, New York. Yeah. Not, yeah. That would make more sense that it would mm-hmm. be New York, New York on that side. So, we've had a great first hour, covered a lot of topics. Um, One of the big themes is, uh, in case you've missed it, interest rates are incredibly low again. Um, Nearing those historic lows, we're in the mid-threes on a 30-year fixed. Um, And it's a great opportunity for home buyers and for homeowners to um, think about consolidating debt or doing whatever you need to you know, improve cash flow. So mm-hmm. a lot of opportunity out there. Um, there are still forecasts for uh, future rate cuts. We did hear this week, though, from, uh, well, minutes were released from the last Fed meeting. We also had some interviews um, from various Fed members. One that really stuck out to me was the Dallas Fed, um, Fed president, Fed chair. I don't know what his official title is, but the Dallas guy. Um, I think his last name's Kaplan. Mm-hmm. Um he was he is one of the dissenting voters. I think there were two or three dissenting votes at the last meeting um, for the rate cut, and he was one of those dissenting voters. Sounds like he will be at the next meeting again. Um, a couple of reasons. I think it's important to understand the dissenting view. I mean, the, the view in favor of rate cuts is that, you know, inflation isn't a problem. It helps stimulate an economy if, if in fact, there is um, recession on the horizon, um, helps keep that at bay, um, those pressures, those recessionary pressures, um, and with inflation not being a, a major factor. In fact, wanting to actually create a little bit of inflation, um, cutting rates would be a tool to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the Fed, this Fed chair, Kaplan, his rationale against cutting rates was that one, it punishes savers. That was a big issue for him. The people who are financially stable and have money in the bank, they're not earning anything on that money. Right. Um, and that's, that's a, it's a, you know, disincentivizes that, that behavior, which is typically thought to be smart behavior. Well, there are other, alternatives to just saving with the bank. Sure. But then the other issue that he brought up with um, cutting rates is that it, it incentivizes, it disincentivizes saving. It incentivizes risky behavior. Correct. Because now you're looking for other opportunities. Well, I'm not earning money by putting it in a bank or parking it in a CD. What else can I do? Well, there's stocks my way to go, maybe some alternative investment, you know, maybe I should look at, I, I don't know. There's just, I mean, there's annuities, there's contractual insurance products that are safe that yield more money, but sure, you're right, because that is the thing that comes up, like, hey, you know, if I, if I was to, it, the cost of capital is low, and when the cost of capital is low, um, opportunity looks even more attractive on paper, right? And it's not just... I'm not just talking personal consumer behavior, but even on a bigger scale, business behavior could change. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're, they could start making riskier moves because cost of funds is, is cheaper. 
Um, so, you know, what it, it, it just, you know. When in a business is able to operate in a more affordable way and increase their, their profit because of, you know, policy change, I think that that's one of the goals or should be an objective of the Federal Reserve is to, is to have the economy keep moving. I mean, they're obviously there to watch, monitor, and combat inflation. And, um, you know, the tax cuts that we've had and these, these drops in rates are, are helping us stay what I think is stay out of a potential recession by letting our GDP run. I mean, when I say run, I'm saying 2% return you know, 2% growth. Mm -hmm. And if you see, that's why international investors are putting money with the 10 year treasury note. I think, you know, it's, and, and unfortunately the thing is true that the inverted yield curve shows people an indication that you should be aware. But I think long term, you know, these cuts we're making now, albeit minor today, as you said, in January might be three quarters of a point rate reduction over the last year when, all we did was run it up at Yellen's, the end of Yellen's term. And it's it's going to be, in closing, what I think is going to be good to see is, will the businesses actually spend money on things that are here, domestic, that promote more economic vitality? Or are they just going to buy back stock or save the money? Because if the companies aren't doing their part, then the average Joe is not like feeling a big change from this. Mm-hmm. They're just not. I mean, I have to get them the rate, the mortgage reduction, the average Joe's feeling that they're loving that. And you know it, you and I've been working 65 hours a week for the last four weeks. I got people that I owed proposals on Wednesday that are like, Hey Mike, it's Saturday. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I'm doing it today after the radio. You know, it's just, we're just so busy and it makes a splash. But, um, you know, Kaplan's he's, he was a Goldman Sachs guy, vice chairman of Goldman Sachs for a long time, 23 mm-hmm. years. And so, a, he's wicked talented. He's smart. But B, he probably has a thing for, you know, the securities market. I'm not saying he's colluding. I'm just saying he's probably like, yeah, I mean, we can, it looks like we can grind these out if you look at the technicals. Most companies aren't underperforming. Well, and he's in touch with these firms. You know, right. he's, he's got relationships with the current executives of the, of these firms, not just Goldman Sachs, but others as well, because he's, that's, where he came from. Correct. So he's getting feedback from these guys about, yeah, I mean, it's not necessary to operate our business. We're, we're on sound footing right now. That's right. That's why I mentioned it. It wasn't to, you know, name his title. It was, he's got a pulse of CFOs and controllers that are saying, yeah, I mean, sure. We could buy tires for cheaper and build more cars, but we don't need it. Right. That's not, causing us pain right now yeah um the other thing is just the the argument against rate cuts is just the you know if and when real hard times hit us having less tools to combat that then you know there's if if we start the rate reduction cycle early and then real economic downturn hits what do we do then? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we're, we're already cutting rates. So now what, you know, it just eliminates those, those tools that the fed has to help, um, in the, in that situation. So he seemed to want to take more of a wait and see attitude, um, or which was your attitude. Approach. Definitely. I, that's where mid-summer. I feel, I still feel like, you know, we've, we've done a quarter point cut. Let's kind of, let's see where we're at. Um, 
You know, again, I, I see lots of areas of strength in the economy. I think the consumer shows it with their spending, which we're a consumer driven economy. We're two thirds, two thirds of our economy is based on the consumer and that consumer is spending. And I think if, like you said, if businesses could help um, impact the consumer more, um, which, you know, impact their employees, which are the consumers, that that will go a long way. Um, but yeah, if you're just doing stock buybacks and helping out the, the officers and the stockholders, then that's not, you're not going to see the consumer react. Right. Um, and that's what we want because again, two thirds of our economy is based on consumerism. Um, you know, the, so anyway, yeah, I, I see strength. I, I would personally be in the, the dissenting camp as far as rate cuts go. That, that's where I'm at personally. Um, I think, you know, rates are still historically low. How much lower do we need them to be? I, well, let me tell you this. <laughs> let me tell you this. That's a good question, right? Because the consumer is like, let's get the interest rates down to 3% flat. Banks are so busy right now. They're so overwhelmed. They're, they don't have to do this. I mean, look at right. uh, on the show years. We've said traditionally the Fannie Mae 30 year fixed mortgage is 1.5% higher than the treasury note at the time. We're at five, 1.57% right now in our 10-year treasury note, you're not going to get a 3.07% interest rate. On a 30-year fix. There's it's not no available today. No. There's no way. It's off the price sheet. It's off the rate sheet, meaning they're not offering it because the onslaught of activity that has been happening for the last 30 days, easily last 30 days, is um, banks are overwhelmed. I mean, they don't, they don't need to do right. it. If you're self-employed and you're listening to this and you had nine months of backlog of work and someone wanted you to work tomorrow and they would pay you, you know, your normal wage. You're like, I'll only do it for double. I'm doing it for triple. (laughs) Yeah. And that's what's happening. We've seen a 50 basis point decline in the 30 year or the 10 year note yield. We've seen a 12 basis point, 25 basis point decline in the 30 year fixed mortgage. So we're not seeing it. If anything, it's just, there's more, more profit in it for the banks as they try to just keep up with the volume that they have today. Yep. So yeah, it's, you know, more rate cuts and that it's not going to feed, it's not going to pull through to the consumer like you'd hope. Um, it's just not because again, everyone's maxed out. We're overwhelmed right now. Um, we're, we need to take a break. We need to take a break. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna keep on chugging along. We got more to talk about. Stick around for more Mortgage Matters. It's time to pay some bills. Mortgage Matters will be back in just a few seconds. Join in on the conversation at 805-543-8830 or 1-800-549-5832. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. Agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. 
Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805-772-6786 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. In the heart of wine country, in Templeton, home to one of the top school districts, you can own a brand new, beautiful home, not a condo, a home, Built by the best, starting for less than $500,000. Introducing Vineyard Creek from Coastal Community Builders, who've been shaping our community for 30 years. Right now, Vineyard Creek, just off Las Tablas Road in Templeton, has plenty of homes to choose from. But with prices starting below $500,000, homes are selling fast. Visit CoastalCommunityBuilders.com today. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We believe that cell phone apps are great for some things and wrong for others. When it comes to something as significant as a mortgage, use our team of mortgage experts. Leave the apps for ordering pizza, not for buying a home. Use your phone for its original purpose and give us a call today. Just call 543 Loan. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 358. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. You're not awake now. Yeah. You're not going to be. I don't think so. <laughs> DNR didn't do it for you. I'm sorry. Oh, man. I love it, Jim. Yeah, you know, I'm I trying to get into the football mood here. Very football. Yeah. I, I grew up in San Jose, California, and then moved to Palo Alto for high school years. But there's a radio station there called KSJO. Oh, yeah. They're well known. Yeah. Some. Yeah. If you're in uh, Northern California, you might have heard of yeah. them. Yeah. And uh, I, I didn't even change my radio. It was always just on KSJO. And yeah. so I grew up listening to songs like that one right uh-huh. there. Um, well, Dan, we were we were 
going in depth about you know the the prudence of not dropping rates any further. And um, we in the beginning of the show we talked a little bit about this trade war line in the sand that President Trump drew late this last week and said, you know, we better start getting our you know our roster lined up. Are you going to be on? Our team, the United States, are you going to go with China with regards to importing and exporting businesses mm-hmm. and our partners on how we share goods and services? I mean, America is predominantly service-based. We buy lots of our things elsewhere. You know, um, There are countries like Singapore that are predominantly you know, goods-based and produce these items and offer them to the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think in your life, you've already seen some ramifications of this. How do we buy things from ourselves? Right. I mean, sometimes it's just simply not an option. Sometimes the the thing you're trying to buy just isn't even manufactured in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I mean, a couple of examples. I A few years back when I was involved with the, the Morro Bay 4th of July, we had trouble finding the little tiny American flags that were actually made in America. Oh, my gosh. It was a very, very <laughs> difficult thing to find. Yeah. Something um, about American flags made in China. But it's just, I mean, I and wow. and now my wife's involved in uh, a business where they, um, you know, they do products that are that are in glass containers, glass jars. Yeah. And trying to source those glass jars is part of what they do. Yeah. And um, there simply is not an American American made source. For the glass jars that they need for their products, they could find lots of wine bottles made in America, which yeah. is great. I mean, if you're yeah. looking for that, but that's not what they need. They need smaller containers yeah. that are glass. And from their research, they just haven't been able to find them made in America. Mm-hmm. So they have to source them from other countries. And China um, is where they can get them. They can get these bottles delivered for 25 cents a jar delivered. To their wow. warehouse, twenty-five cents a jar. They can find an American company that will sell Chinese-made bottles, the yeah. same Chinese-made bottles, but that American company is going to charge them a dollar twenty-five. Wow, that's crazy. So, yeah. you so know, just, and they've even approached the American company and said, "Hey, look, we've got this source that we can get them for twenty-five cents. How about you get them?" from this company for 25 cents and we'll pay you 75 cents a jar for them. Like we can't do it. Hmm. We can't do it. Yeah, I mean, supply <laughs> chain is a factor for sure, but you know, just a, it's just a, it's just huge disparity in what labor costs and, and the, the cost dollar. of living and the, the currency, the difference in the currency. I was looking at the exchange rate this morning, the, the dollar, to the the yuan, right? Am I saying that right? That's correct. The yuan, it's seven to one, or, or I guess one to seven um, dollar to yuan. So, really, when we're when they're getting those twenty five cent bottles, that's really the equivalent of a dollar seventy five in their currency. Um, so it's it's I mean it's a great deal for them, and, and so this is where you get into that currency manipulation discussion and that you know gets a little over my head um, competitive devaluation yeah but yeah. It, it's not that they're working for pennies in these meager companies i mean they're working for an equivalent wage in fact a better per unit price than what the american company is trying to make for it so it's not like they're you know in these impoverished conditions necessarily that they're, they're getting a good 
deal based on what their currency's worth. So it's just it's a it's a tough game to win and this is the struggle of American manufacturing. And um yeah. And I don't know how you change that that game. I mean you impose to tariffs. It's you know thirty percent tariff on these glass jars is they're still cheaper <laughs> by a long shot. Mm-hmm. What do you do? How do you win that? Mm-hmm. There's other things going on in this trade war that that are you know it's not just dollars and cents. It's also intellectual property and other, sure, absolutely. other parts of it. But the currency devaluation war is or you know the competitive devaluation is the scariest thing for me. You know, we devalue the dollar, then it just gets weaker across the board, and to so that we can, you know, have this trade, um, we can increase our ability to trade with countries like China. It just, it really is. This is why I think the rates are dropping. This is where, like, the people that are behind closed doors with very good actual data are saying this is our potential risk. I mean, the administration we have right now is, I just don't see backing down in their game plan. And this isn't a political show, but it is one that it, it's prudent to talk about because the next year we'll have elections next year, right? So we'll have we'll be campaigning all through 2020, and um, then we'll have another four years of either Trump again or a new president that has to walk into this bloodbath, and it's just it just is uncertain. It well, just is uncertain. And as far as this exchange rate, this uh, you know currency issue, the U.S. right now is the the strong economy and has been you know for a long time, but is the the strong economy in the world. And I was you know watching <clears throat> an economist discussing this dollar strength issue and and how you know we, Trump wants. A weaker dollar to help the trade imbalance, but at the same time is touting our strong economy. And this economist is saying those two things don't go together. You don't have strong economy and weak dollar th- together. Those those things, um, right? They don't go together. It's just not how it works. So you're asking for two things that are opposing ideas. Um, so again, I just don't know how you you win this. I think. You know, America and and especially the American manufacturing industry. We have to we have to think of the new things. Mm-hmm. You know, where can we gain a competitive competitive advantage um, and produce things here that that we can succeed at? Because mm-hmm. obviously, it's not glass jars. Um, <laughs> you know, right. that, that's not something we're going to be able to produce at that price point. Right. So, what can we do? And that's that's where. Our well, our businesses have to get creative. We're very much a service business. I mean, we've got technology dialed in, you know, in the in the global sector, but we've got to do other things. And this is why I've been taking this strategy with clients saying, look, if the economy gets better or worse, let's just restructure the things that you can control. You know, let's talk about, I've been doing this all for the last month. Let's, you know, when you do a refinance, Dan, you you typically skip a payment and you know, I won't bore anyone to to death, but the reason you skip a payment is because it's not rent. You don't pay for the month going forward in mortgages. You pay for the money that you didn't pay off last month. You pay the interest for, for holding it plus your principal. Mm -hmm. So when you close a loan in August, you don't have a last month on the new loan in September. So you don't have a payment in September. 
Okay, so what I've been telling people is, look, let's just pay for the fees with cash. Don't borrow any more money. Let's get that. Let's get the loan. Let's get the fees of escrow and the bank fees and all that to be as close to your monthly payment as we can. Come in with cash. You're not going to make a payment in September. Make a payment um, at escrow. Close the loan. Get a new loan. Didn't borrow anything on the new loan. Didn't roll fees into it. Didn't do anything. And then let's just start chipping away at a $400 a month less mortgage starting October 1st. And then you've done the best you can in your power to mm-hmm. take advantage of what the market's giving you. Look, if the, if China and U.S. are going to duke it out, I hope for the best, but I'm going to take an opportunity now because it's my fiduciary responsibility to my family to take advantage of these things. Mm-hmm. And that's the God-honest truth. We don't have to t- pull equity out. We don't have to do any of these fancy things we talked about today. Let's just make it better and move on. Yeah, that's the opportunity that's available today. It's what you can control. And... um and it just makes financial sense. Yeah, we have 30 minutes left here on the show, 27 to be exact. So if any of you listeners want to call in, the number here is um, 805-543-8830. If you're out of the area, some of our people listening in other states, 800-549-5832. Um, we'd love to hear your questions. Um, also, if you've been listening today and you thought, you know what, maybe we should get in and talk about that home equity line of credit, or maybe we should look at the snowball payment. I'm just tired of making these payments. Dan or I would be happy to sit down with you or any of our loan officers in any of our locations here on the Central Coast. Um, one number rings all four locations. We have a fifth down in Ventura, right, Dan? That's right. 805-543-LOAN. That's 805-543-5626. There were a couple of housing uh, numbers that came out this week that I thought were worth mentioning. Um, new home sales. We're always keeping our eye on new home sales. And the headline I saw, um, I didn't like. I didn't think it painted an accurate picture. Um, it talked about the month-over-month change in new home sales down over 12%. Um, that doesn't sound great. The previous new home sales reading for June was um, showing us at a... 728,000 unit per year clip, and this July reading had us at a 635,000 per year unit per year clip. Um, So a big big pullback and below forecasts. But year over year, we're still up 4% on new home sales. Mm -hmm. So it's not as bad as as the headline I saw. Um, That was just, you know, looking for that that click or that reader. Mm-hmm. to to sell the ads but uh, yeah so new home sales they're they're still they're still doing well they're still strong there's still confidence in housing and there's still people looking for the new home option um, new homes are tend to be more energy efficient they tend to be more uh, water efficient they have um, you know some of those great features like solar um, on-demand water um, you know just Good use of site planning, um, you know, maximizing the potential of the sun and those kinds of things. So that's what's great about new housing. Um, the state is is trying to get all counties to get on board with um, no gas, all electrical housing. I know, housing. I saw that. I saw that. Natural gas. Mm-hmm. I thought that was one of our cleaner forms of energy. I was kind of surprised at that announcement. They like the idea of the... Um, you know, tankless water heater. They like the idea of an all all electrical system in the house. It kind of feeds into the whole 
internet of things in the home as well yeah but my tankless hot water heater at home which i i switched a couple of years ago and love it by the way um it it's a gas a gas tankless there's two water. options but I, it's it there's a couple reasons why the counties are enforcing it and they think it's going to be more cost savings over time yeah but what i don't see about it though is it could cost your electric bill to go up yeah, but, but if other, everyone's getting solar, then right. you offset it with the panels. Yeah. Here's what you're never going to convince me to get rid of is my gas um, Stovetop. gas range. Yeah, you know? I love mine. <laughs> yeah. Cooking on electric is just not something I'm willing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny that you said that, Dan. Um, you know, I'm on the board for the Home Builders Association, so our executive director is, is was at a panel on Thursday night. Thursday night. And she stood up with a lot of these other people that are in support of the electrical home. Um, you know, she's just she's just making it clear to the public that this will cost builders on average sixteen thousand dollars more to build a house, hmm. and that needs to get passed on to who? Of course, the consumer. That's not affordable, and no. so yeah, and so um, I did an illustration for her that showed like what it is because there's a couple different price points throughout the state but here it would be about 16,000 is what the builders put together because of the way they'd have to set up the house and so at 16,000 it's $81 more a month if that's financed over a 30-year mortgage so that right there is an increase in recurring costs they'd have to save that um, and so it just goes it just breathes I, I like that we're thinking of different ways to do this and I like that we're trying to be net zero but I think the number one thing I mentioned, it was just a personal preference, is I'm not cooking my eggs on an electrical, <laughs> um, you know. Well, yeah. the other thing, too, is so, like you're basically slowly eliminating an entire industry, I would think. You're going to get rid of gas. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, and then that creates other economic issues. Mm-hmm. I also, you know. Just, I think it's, so to be clear, it's for the new homes built. Right, right. Yeah. I get that. But. I don't know. There's, I know we don't have a lot of power outages. Like I remember when I was a kid, it seemed like we had one every couple months or something. Now yeah, you, you live know, in Sacramento. Yeah, we don't seem to have power outages. I think I've had one in like ten years. Um, they but, had a brownout last in the downtown. Man, you, if everything in your home's relying on, like, I guess if you have solar panels and maybe battery backup, maybe the battery can, backup is their maybe that's your that. thing. Okay, all right, all right. I'll I won't even go on with my comment then. This is how they sell more batteries. <laughs> right. Yeah. But what do you do with all the batteries? All right? Okay. That's the other thing, too. Yeah. <laughs> this is a real issue. That is a real issue that you're going to have to deal with. You create a battery recycling business. I guess. Except for recycling is down right now. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, we got to take that batteries, break. but recycling is down. <laughs> Last we, break. Last break of the, of the show today. Um, we will, we'll be back. We're going to tie it all together with one nice, neat little bow. Uh, do stick around. We'll be right back with more Mortgage Matters. Stay tuned. More from the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending in just seconds. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5. Hi, this is Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. We are using low down payment programs and down payment assistance programs to help folks just like you buy their first home. You may not need to save and wait as long as you think. Are you ready to explore home ownership? Before you meet with a realtor, step one is to get pre-approved. Just call 543 low the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast, Central Coast Lending is an equal housing lender. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. NMLS number 328. 
through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change. Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Hey, Brian from AM Sun Solar here. Did you know that if you own a home and have an electric bill, you could miss out on the full 30% solar tax credit this year if you don't act fast? The full 30% tax credit lowers after this year, so you're going to miss out on cash and time is running out. Call AM Sun Solar today to see if your home qualifies for the full 30% solar tax credit. Get your free solar consultation before it's too late. We are already filling up our installation schedule to get the tax credit, so call AM Sun Solar today at 805 or visit us at amsunsolar.com. AM Sun Solar is located in Paso Robles, so you know you're working with a local company that has the best equipment and a 20% longer workmanship warranty than anyone else in the area. Call us today at 805-772-6786 or visit amsunsolar.com to see if your home qualifies for a solar energy system and the full 30% solar tax credit. That's 805-772-6786. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920 and FM 96.5 every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11. If you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast at centralcoastlending.com. Now, back to the mortgage experts from Central Coast Lending. You big disgrace, kicking your can all over the place, singing, We will, we will rock you. We will, we will rock you. Buddy, you're a young man, hot man, shouting in the street, you're gonna take on the world someday. You got blood on your face, you big disgrace, waving your banner all over the place. We will, we you. All right, all right. All right. It's been a great show. We've enjoyed the conversation. Hope you have too. Um, I had one more housing number to share with you. We talked about new home sales. All the headlines are talking about it being down 12%, but that's a month over month number. Um, Year over year, we're up about 4% on new home sales. Existing home sales also came out. Those were actually up and exceeding forecasts, um, up about 2.5% existing home sales. We call them used homes, you know, homes that have been lived in, previously mm-hmm. lived in homes. Seasoned. Seasoned homes. Um, aged like a fine wine. 
or right. not or not or yeah <laughs> or not or not. neglected <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah you, you stored this at what temperature <laughs> <laughs> um yeah new homes or existing home sales um were uh up two and a half percent at a 5.42 million i don't know why they're Oh yeah, MLN. Interesting abbreviation. Million uh, unit pace per year. So again, like I'm saying, the there's no um, lack of confidence in housing. We see it on a local level that there are just so many people who are looking to buy, um, looking for that great opportunity to be the first one there. If it's well priced, if it's a a good home, um, you know, with without the the weirdness there's some homes out there that are just they're weird there's some weird homes sometimes and they don't appeal to the masses but if there's a home that appeals to the masses it's priced right it's in a good area you're gonna have a lot of a lot of takers yeah um, so it's still competitive out there still a lot of demand and it it shows um, in these numbers here that we've seen this week yeah the luxury housing market I would say it's something that's in this on the central coast, anything above 800,000, it just doesn't move as fast. Yeah. I've noticed that in my neighborhood, the Morro Bay neighborhood, I see the, the eight and 900 plus range is a little slower mover. You're going to be in the right. 60, 90, 120 day marketing time. Yeah. Yeah. I would say, honestly, look at half a year, plan it for half a year, you know, um, and be patient with that. I think that when an economy does start to turn and can, and you know we start to go into the bear market feel or this this transition i'm not saying we're in one but typically luxury goods are the first things to be reduced you know you look at rv sales they're down 20% over the year um year over year and that's that's a luxury good in my book um you look at cruises being taken you know sales are down with the, the big companies um it's just uh, the consumer confidence is rippling through and, you know, albeit for some people laugh and say, oh, the super rich don't even feel this stuff. Maybe they don't. Maybe they do. But I think that, you know, it, prices in this area are tough because the average home in San Luis Obispo is six fifty, six eighty, And when you get to um, the $800,000 mark, there's all different types of requirements on the loans that we offer, right, Dan? Because mm-hmm. a high balance loan limit stops at six sixty seven in this County six hundred sixty seven thousand. So, you get into a whole other bracket of financing where you have to have that better income, better FICO reserves is the problem usually. So, just be patient if you're listing your house and you haven't seen the right offer yet. Yeah. Period. <laughs> <laughs> Man, what else? With new homes, you know, I want to say this in San Luis Obispo. Um, you know, Rigetti Ranch has been going for some time. As you can see, I mean, if you're driving down Highway 101 south right now between the Madonna Road exit and Los Osos Valley Road, you're seeing bull tru- bulldozers move dirt on the San Luis Ranch project. They're getting that ready. The Avila Ranch project has also been re- awarded to um, a local builder. So now that's going to start picking up some speed. And that is be- off of Buckley Road behind the airport. So out near um, what would be like south south san luis and the tip tip top of edna valley and that's out um that would be west of 
227 between 227 and and um, 101 which that feels like the part of town where there's just so much activity now there's all those business you know the the commercial buildings out yep. there by the airport um yep. harris personal injury built yeah. that beautiful building you know it kind of started with the Seslock and mind body and now out um past tank farm out there there's um like you said harris there's all kinds of buildings out there yeah it started um, with the company that the the um company that was doing work for apple what were they called started with an r they built that beautiful building out there i'm blanking on their name right now but it was a tech company built a beautiful building out there and they did all the dashboard work for itunes for apple oh, okay it'll come to me after the show but yeah it and then you know you 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 really do have to think i mean edna valley is going to be dedicated to grapes predominantly there's some beautiful homes out there but with these houses comes more business opportunities as the as the the town starts to stretch mm-hmm. right and there becomes like a midtown there becomes a south side of town mm-hmm. um and you know there's the Benetti Ranch project which is on South Higuera and Tank Farm which hopefully will be built um they're slowly but surely getting through it they said it was coming in August of 2019 it's not ready but that those types of little fill-ins are going to be interesting um if you own a house in San Luis and you're thinking, well, I'm going to, I want my next house to be these new houses, um, you know, predominantly you're going to go through a process of, uh, you know, you're going to be put in phases. That's what they like to call it. Um, and the phases will allow you to either qualify or not. Many times you're sitting with a preferred lender first just to get approved. And then these lenders will be, um, looking at your finances and reporting back to the builder that, hey, this is a good person to, to, to make a reservation with, let them put a down payment. They'll be able to sell their house based, based on the equity they have. Mm-hmm. They should be able to move. But that's a six to eight month process. You know, the Rigetti Ranch properties are being built now. San Luis Ranch is not going to happen, you know, for some time. They're not going vertical. But then you've got right there where Orcut branches off of um, Broad as you come into town, Orcut. Um, you would go, there's a Chevron there, but you'd go down towards Johnson. New Veno is a Robbins Reed project with about 68 units. Those are starting to go vertical now. Mm -hmm. And those will, they want to have contracts going in October, um, but these things are moving targets. So we're talking about the statistics, right? We're we're up 4% on the year. Well, really people build these things on the central coast through the summer because this last winter was wet. Right. You know, pretty wet. And we just don't move as fast as we'd like to with the municipalities and things that need to happen. The lumber. So in the talks I've had with the board, lumber is on back order because a town of paradise is getting rebuilt. You know, so there's all these little things, I think, that weigh in. But what am I getting at? 2020, 2021, there's going to be lots of new houses brought to the marketplace, brand new homes. And people are going to need to dust off their house and sell it to get into those. And so if you're a first time home buyer, you're going to get a nice opportunity to buy a used home when someone needs to sell it to get their move up home. And that's really where I think the, the next wave is coming in this town, in this County is going to be, you know, if you live in, if you want to live in San Luis and maybe you're renting right now or your or your purchase, you purchase something in Arroyo Grande, you can move to San Luis in the next two years. Cause there'd be a lot of shuffling of those houses in like Laguna Lake or like, um, you know, certain parts near the campus where people are just going to sell that home and try to get a new home. Mm-hmm. 
And it's not too early. I mean, you're talking, you know, six to eight months, maybe even longer for certain projects. It's not too early to start to figure out the qualification, the financing, getting your credit in order, um, paying off debts that you might might help you qualify. Here's a question you may be scratching your head on. Should I make this little tiny house we bought five years ago a rental? And how do I get the move up home without selling this home? Mm -hmm. Love that conversation. Happy to have that. Even if there's no transaction imminent, let's just set you up for success on building your wealth in the real estate market. If you're just looking at your 401k and saying, oh, I got 70,000, I'm almost at 100,000, look at the equity in that first time home you bought and what that thing's, let someone else pay your mortgage for Mm -hmm. the next 15 years and then sell that bad boy when you reach mid 50s and roll it into something that's gonna yield you cash flow, start retiring. So it's great time right now if you're looking to do a move up home in 2020, to consider restructuring your home loan and consider what your finances are going to be if it turned into a rental. How would that all work? How do I offset the mortgage and buy the house? And we that's what we do. We're planners. Yeah, there's different rules for qualifying with that rental income. Um, you know, whether it's appeared on a tax return before or whether it's a recently converted rental, there's mm-hmm. different things to consider. So that's part of the planning process. Um, when needing to utilize that income for qualification. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not too early to to figure that stuff out, get a plan together. Um, Don't disqualify yourself, please. I mean, I've, been, I've had people walk away from the meeting saying, oh my gosh, we can do this. I just need a little bit of help from mom and dad, or I just need to cut this one bill out and we'll qualify. Mm-hmm. And every now and then, you find there's errors on credit report. I, I'm thinking of a, oh, a client point. this week. Good point. This week, a loan officer came to me and said, you know, we did a loan for someone a couple years ago. And now thought, you know, this would be a nice, easy refinance, going to save her several hundred dollars a month. But we pulled credit and she has a 30-day late on her second month mortgage payment. And I'm like, what? That's crazy. I don't even think you're allowed to get marked late in the first 60 days of a loan transfer. I think that's one of the rules because, the you know, there's communication. That, hey, here's your new servicer, and it just takes a minute to get organized again, both on the bank side and yeah. the consumer side. Um, but sure enough, this late payment. And so we're now we have to go through and help get that sorted out. She wasn't late. She was never notified that she was late. She made the payment. We've got proof. Mm-hmm. So now we have to go through the steps of getting that servicer to correct the reporting so that we can – get the credit score updated because obviously it's taken a huge mortgage lates are the worst thing for your credit score. Um, so, you know, this person who went from high 700 credit is now mid 600s because mm-hmm. of this erroneous reporting. And, you know, just imagine if that person was in the middle of buying a home, you know, thought that, Oh, I'm, I'm golden. I'm, right. I'm ready. I'm just going to make an offer. I don't even need to go through the prequalification I'm in contract. Yeah. I'm in contract. Hey, now I'm ready to get my loan. Oops. I mean, that takes time to get that kind of thing worked out. Yep. Um, you know, it's, it's unfortunately there's a, there's steps and it's, it's, it's a cumbersome process, um, to get that thing fixed and try to make it as quick as you can, but it takes effort and it takes time. So certainly, so, you know, this is where, um, thinking ahead and planning and checking on your credit and and figuring out what you're going to do with your current house um you you need to do those steps earlier and 
and six months, a year in advance isn't a bad thing to do. Um, it doesn't cost you anything. Um, gets you, you know, with a game plan in mind. And, and if you need some time to sort some things out, you've got that time. Yep. And then you're in a great position because, as I said, this market is still hot. There's still tons of people looking for homes that fit their needs and fit their price point. And when the right thing comes on, you have to be ready. You don't have the time to to address a problem then. You have to do it beforehand. Yep. We complete what's known as a to-be-determined file. So we help borrowers get through all the financial piece, the income, the assets cleared. Everything that's cleared from your side as the, bar, as the buyer is done. And then that way when you make an offer, you can make shorter timelines, make your terms better for your offer. And all we have to look at is purely the appraisal and the title report, right, Dan? And then we can clear the file. Yeah, basically we've got your your credit qualified. It's just really a matter of yeah, looking at the home. We don't do and then in the transaction, you're not worried about oh, what what am I gonna you know what are my rates or am I gonna qualify? If that part's done, we look at market rates at the time, and we would then as soon as we have a contract, we could start prepping you for closing as soon as we have the appraisal and the preliminary title report. So something to think about. We like to do that because it helps our agents be effective with the offers they make. In this competitive market, you might have two or three people making an offer at the same time as you. And timing, closing, like having an appraisal timeline that's only 10 days and closing in 17 to 21 days is a, is a, a thing. We're busy right now. We can still do it. We can prioritize it. But we can't do it unless you come in ahead of time and clear the clear this path for us. Come in, call in, log on. However you do it, um, we can facilitate that that conversation for you. Um, one phone number rings all of the Central Coast Lending offices. It's 805-543-LOAN, 805-543-5626. I was about to give the call-in number. Uh, 805-543-5626. It's 543-LOAN. Um, you could find us on the web. It's centralcoastlending.com. Um, we're always happy to help. It's a, it's an easy conversation, low pressure. Um, you know, that's one of the things I love about our company is it's not real sales salesy. It's, um, it's more in the mindset of wanting to help you figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, that's what we're about. We're all here in the community together. We want to be a great service provider Mm -hmm. and, um, and, give you a good experience because the lending experience, it can be bad if you don't know what you're doing. Um, it, it, More it ways can, than one. It can go wrong. It can go wrong financially. It can go wrong just feelings-wise. The, the process can be cumbersome. So um, we just we try to make it easy. We try to make it simple. Um, we explain the things you want explained, and otherwise we'll, we won't overwhelm you with the information you don't want to know. Yep. Um, so anyways, we're here to help. We hope you that, that you'll consider us and give us a call. Again, it's 543-LOAN or centralcoastlending.com. You can start the application process right online, and a loan officer will reach out to you. We hope you have a great weekend and enjoy this beautiful weather, and we will catch up with you next week. Have a great weekend.